I want to be strong, to have the flexibility and confidence to play soccer with my kids or volleyball on the beach. I want to feel energetic and spontaneous with my husband. I want my body to feel the freedom to move and enjoy life, to hike Yosemite, surf in Hawaii, bike to the beach, to have fun with friends and not be limited. I want to do things that love my body, to feel and experience all the sensations of life. I want my body to be a force in nature that overcomes difficulty and resistance. I believe in health and wellness and daily consistent exercise. I want to tell you about a struggle I have. I have a really hard time staying consistent with strength training and exercise with my busy life. So a year ago, I developed a 30-day strength training program for me and my friends, and we had a lot of fun. So I've made it available for everyone. We've done three sessions so far. It's been really successful. Uh, you can read about the results on my website. The next one starts January 1st. Visit balancebybeth.com. I'm here today with Karen Wong. She is a doctor of physical therapy. She's been practicing physical therapy for 35 years. She's certified in Pilates and also Tai Chi for arthritis and fall prevention. And we are here today to talk about exercise and aging. Welcome, Karen. Thank you, Beth. Glad yeah. to be here. Thanks for coming. So we're going to talk about exercise, and I'd like to know what your relationship is to exercise as you're aging. Kind of love-hate. Yes. Uh, there are days where it's just like, oh, do I have to do those butt blasters? But okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> um, but I appreciate the flexibility that I have, the ability to climb trees and mountains, and not have any fear of falling. And I think that for a lot of people... As you get older, they use their age as an excuse for not pushing themselves physically. And so I use exercise just as my way to keep going and to have new challenges. So tell me about what happens in the body with aging, starting with muscles. Well, you know, there's that saying that nothing gets better as you get older. And the first thing with muscles is we lose power. Menopause is not our friend. And I've uh, been really frustrated with um, a lot of the myths of menopause, but then a lot of things about menopause that are not told. So when we lose all those great hormones, then we also lose muscle mass, we lose muscle power, and then along with that, elasticity. So our muscles aren't as forgiving anymore. So things that we did when we were 20, like going dancing all night and wearing high heel shoes, You do it at 55 or 60, and you're going to really be feeling it. So that's part of the the lack of forgiveness that our body has, and it's just built in. We're losing hormones. Then along with that, we lose bone mass, and we hear about women who are losing bone density, shrinking with age. That's all true. And so we have to be mindful of how we're going to slow down the process. We can't slow down aging, can't slow down the hormone loss, but we got to slow it down and try and get the most benefit of the resources we have. Hmm. So what has worked for you with exercise? Stretching. And so I think we've seen a lot of popularity with Pilates 
and yoga and the benefits of just that persistent and organized exercise is the stretching with it, the discipline, the consistency. And so I've been really excited about this Balanced by Beth program because I have that 15 minutes that I'm going to commit to doing things that I would normally never, ever do. And so if you work out with me, you hear me going, ugh, ugh, grunt. But I'm doing it, and I'm developing muscles that I haven't seen in a long time. So I'm pretty excited about that. Awesome. So that was the question. Is there something you can do about it? I mean, all these aging processes that are happening, is it possible to build muscle? Oh, yes. And I think it's a consistency that you need, the perseverance. You know, when people say, well, I exercise one time a week, it's like, what about the rest of the days of the week? You know, we eat every day, multiple times a day. But how many times do we really stretch or do we work on strengthening? Not that much. But our body needs it just like we need food and like we need to brush and floss our teeth. I mean, it's all along that body maintenance. Mm-hmm. So if you don't do it and don't put the mindful effort, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting. I mean, just even talking about joints and why it is so important to stretch joints. Could you tell us a little bit about that? You know, the one thing about joints is that if you don't use them to their full range, they're not going to use themselves. So people will talk about, oh, I'm so stiff as an example. It's like you need to bend the joint and straighten the joint. And as we see older people, they're kind of hunched over, slumped. It's like you also need to work on sitting upright and stretching those joints. So joints work two ways. And most of the time we have one way that we like to use, which is bent over. So that extension or that straightening is so important as we get older. But it's not as comfortable, so we'd like to forget about it, but we really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. No, that's really good. So as you are aging, yes. how old are you? I will be 60 in January. Awesome. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. It's coming that's up. wonderful. Big party. Uh, what physical challenges have you experienced with your body? Oh, I think the biggest thing that I tell patients is gravity is not our friend. Because gravity pulls everything down. And start from the top and just work down from drag, you know, Uh, skin, fat, you know, muscle. So we really have to work harder to be upright. And so as I've gotten older, it's just maintaining posture, alignment, and really fighting the urge just to kind of want to slump a lot. Mm -hmm. The other thing is that our body is not as forgiving. And so that takes a little longer maybe to stretch or to strengthen, and you just have to give it the time and patience that it needs so you can get to your goal. So have you had any injuries that you've had to rehabilitate? Oh, too many injuries. Yes. Um, From skiing um, to falling off a ladder um, to dislocating my shoulder backpacking. So, yeah, I've had a lot of experience both giving and receiving physical therapy. And to be honest, I really did not enjoy receiving physical therapy, so I've worked that much harder not to have to to do it again I've had mm, four knee surgeries and each rehab it's like I'm never doing this again but you know what when it's ski season the snow is out there it calls me I gotta be there I gotta do it again (laughs) that's great so what have so maybe pick one of those rehabilitation experiences and what did it teach you that you now utilize with your patients the 
one experience I remember the most was my twins were eight years old and I had to have knee surgery. And when I woke up from the surgery, I was in a long brace, non-weight bearing on, couldn't weight bear on my foot. And my kids took my crutches and they were playing Star Wars down the hall and the dog ate my brace and it was just one disaster after another. And I had to go to the bathroom, so I crawled to the bathroom. And what I remember was how glad I was that I had enough upper body strength to kind of drag myself along the way. And so it just reminded me of how exercise needs to be global. You can't always just focus on one area because we want to have great looking arms or a good butt. It's the whole thing. And I was so glad that I could drag myself um, to the bathroom and then, you know, finally yell for somebody, hey, hey, bring me my crutches back. (laughs) That sounds terrible. (laughs) It's funny now. Yeah, no, that's good. And that's a really good tip as you train your own patients to make sure that they have full body strength. And not just focused on their knee. Mm -hmm. So I know that in the clinic you like the um, five components of an adult fitness program that you designed. And you have a very nice handout for this. Can you explain each of those five components and maybe why you put them together? Sure. I looked at the references from different agencies, different groups, and what they recommended and what you need for a good exercise program. And so I modeled it after a lot of the recommendations from the American College of Sports Medicine. And when I talk to people and I say, oh, what do you do for exercise? Oh, I walk. Anything else? Well, no, I walk. And when I thought about it, that's like um, a pretty incomplete program. When we eat, right, we're gonna have some kind of protein some kind of starch, some kind of vegetable. What's well, the same thing with exercise? So I put together five components to remind my adults that we really need to, to be well-rounded. So the first thing is posture. Just sitting up. Bring your shoulders back. Suck in your tummy. But really watch your alignment no matter what you're doing, if it's sitting or working at the computer, so that the muscles and um, ligaments are not being overstretched. And you know, we are kids, a lot of times our mom would say, you know, sit up, pull your shoulders back. Well, that's really true. There's a lot of truth and value to that. The second thing that I talked about is flexibility, stretching. You know, can you zip up, you know, your shirt as an example, or or, uh, zip up your back zipper? Um, A lot of people lose flexibility or being able to reach above their head. So I talked about flexibility or touch their toes. Just simple things so that you can maintain your activities of daily living, doing the stuff you need to do without a lot of stress on the other joints and muscles. The third thing was strengthening. So this is resistance training. And this is just being able to stress the muscles, um, to have them work a little harder, um, and two or three times a week. It doesn't have to be going to the gym. So as we've seen, you can use your own body weight You can use your purse, um, a variety of things, but just stressing the muscles a little bit every every couple days. Balance um, is a big problem as we get older as far as falling, tripping, um, being able to stand on one foot. You know, so many people have hurt themselves just trying to put on their pants. And, you know, at 45, 50 years old, you shouldn't be falling over. So we work on some kind of balance. Um, It has a lot of fun names to it, like 
neuromotor exercise or functional fitness, but basically it's things like being able to stand on one foot. And then the fifth thing is cardiovascular training. So this is now the walking, the jogging, whatever you want to do to get your heart rate up and to sweat. Mm -hmm. There's a whole variety, you know, can be walking, but you can also use things like uh, shadow boxing if you don't, uh, if you're not able to go for long walks, uh, riding a bike, swimming, whatever it is, get your heart rate up and sweat. So those are my five components. And for many clients that I work with, they look at me like, really? All five? It's like, yes. Just think of it as kind of your body's diet and exercise program all put together. That's great. So as you are aging, yes. what are some, as you think about these five components, mm-hmm. your daily practices, how do you incorporate these five things throughout the day? I mean, you granted, strengthening may not be happening every day, but in a given day, what... Um, how do you how do you make it happen? I'm really fortunate that part of the office we're in is a gym. So two or three times a day, I get to actually do exercise with patients. So that's that's a pretty nice thing to have yeah. and get up for my computer. So my posture is wall angels, which is just a wall stretch, or and um, my flexibility, a uh, whole variety. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since I've been doing my, um, my daily workouts, my fitness challenges. So stretches include shoulders, but hamstrings, back, and just being upright. Mm-hmm. Um, strengthening, a lot of times it is weights because I'm in the gym, but sit to stand, mm-hmm. important, and the lower the better. Um, I've tried some jumping, uh, not my favorite, but I got to say it really does give you a, a great workout. So if I can't get anything else done, do a few jumps up and down the steps. And then the cardiovascular, um, running up and down the steps. Mm-hmm. So in the course of the day, it's like, did I get my big five in? And try and do just even five minutes of each. That's great. Yeah, no, that's great. I think um, just thinking about strengthening and the difference between, you mentioned earlier about power mm-hmm. and strength. What's the difference between the two of those? I think that... For a lot of clients, when we're working with clients or patients, we have to take it into what is their goal? What do they need to do? So that if we need power, say, to push or to move something heavy like at work, and we see that like with our postal workers as an example, they're going to need a little more power. But for everyday strength, it's that endurance to be able to pick up the grocery bag, the laundry bag repeatedly Mm -hmm. and not injure themselves. When my kids were young, I had a baby on each hip. So I was picking up 30 pounds at a time. I think I was probably a lot stronger then. But that's when you really needed the endurance. And then to push that stroller up the hill, that's where I needed some power. Mm -hmm. Are there certain muscles that tend to weaken I think in women in particular, we really struggle with all the muscles that keep us upright. So back of the arms, triceps, it's always kind of a problem area. All of the muscles in the back, like on the shoulders, and uh, as far as for posture, buttocks, Mm -hmm. hip muscles, Mm -hmm. all of those are muscles that we have to fight with just a little bit more to keep keep us Mm -hmm. upright as we get older. So you've mentioned to me that you are planning 
for aging. And it is an interesting thing that a lot of people plan their finances, they plan for their kids' college, Mm -hmm. they plan, you know, really well in all these other areas. But I, I don't think I regularly hear people say how they're planning for their body to age. And how have you done that? Well, there's a little story behind it. So I was 23 years old and a brand new physical therapist working in a hospital. And I had several patients that were in their late 50s getting total joint replacements. So I asked them repeatedly, I'd asked repeatedly, so what kind of exercise do you do? Well, and this one man in particular, I remember, he said, I played high school football. And I thought, what have you been doing for the last 40 years? So that was my big aha moment. You got to plan, plan, we save, but we don't think about how we're going to get old. So I've worked uh, at every decade I celebrate by changing up my exercise. Mm. So I add something new. I try something I've never tried before. Um, And then, of course, all the other things that they always tell us to do, like using sunblock and just being good to your body, Um, not being abusive of food, Although, you know, those chocolate bars call you, can't do that. So having restraint. So I've been planning um, as I get older and every, every decade, right? So as I turn 60, more new challenges. And I think we need to think about that. We save for our retirement, but we don't really think about how we're going to treat our body or what we're going to do next in life. Mm-hmm. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we don't plan for aging? I think we think about all the things we're going to need, like money and retirement uh, benefits, but we don't think about what our body is going to need. I think that, especially as women, moms, we're last on the list. You know, we're so busy getting the kids to school and lunches and, you know, meetings for, you know, going to meetings with our husbands or supporting their businesses we're so last on the list but you know we live longer um, and a lot of women will be widows so I, I thought about that and it's like okay I need to keep challenging myself because I have no idea what the future is going to bring but I want to be at the best spot I'm going to be at mm-hmm. no that's really good I think even as I think about myself and aging that I think when I was younger, I exercised because I actually did want to be thin. I mean, that was really my number one motivation. I didn't want to grow out of my jeans. I wanted to be able to wear the shorts that I want to wear. Um, I wanted to look good, you know. And I think as I'm now in my mid-40s, my motivation, sure, that's nice. But my motivation really is I want to be strong. I want to run around on the soccer field if I want to. I want to play volleyball. I want to live well I do all the things swim. you want to do and no excuses yeah be able to swim I mean it's the best thing being able to jump into the ocean and feel like I'm not going to drown because I'm strong enough to like keep my body up and I mean it's exhilarating I think oh, it's yeah, to zip line without fear yeah yeah do it yeah to be able to just feel like I can hold my body or yeah so I think just my perspective has changed a lot as far as why am I doing this 10 minutes and for me I found that really it is 10 minutes 10 to 15 minutes every day is enough for for me to maintain the strength that I want and uh, yeah I'm just 
thinking about aging very, very differently. But thank you for sharing that. Um, so you have talked about aging healthy versus aging with disease. Yes. Can you explain that to me? Some diseases we have no choice over. It's genetics, and you just get them. And that's unfortunate. But there's a lot of diseases that we have a lot of choice over. For instance, heart disease. Your diet has a big influence on what happens with your body and also with your weight. Um, And so a lot of people uh, don't think about that. And it's like, oh, I got diabetes. Well, being 40 or 50 pounds overweight, I think, sent you over to that diabetes world. Or uh, cardiac heart problems um, for me, you know, a poor diet or excessive drinking. So those are disease states that we invite and we keep versus the people who are just born with some bad genetics. And we're not talking about that group, but we're talking about what we do to ourselves. And so as we get older, we need to value our bodies a little more and and say no um, to, you know, that third steak of the week or you know whatever your vice is we all have those but to say no and to cut back have some moderation Mm -hmm. and some discipline Mm -hmm. so how has exercise helped your mental health it has helped a lot um two years ago my husband's parents uh decided that their quality of life was not what they wanted and they um, unfortunately committed a double suicide. They shot themselves in the head. And that was hard. Um, You never think that's going to happen. They're educated. um, They had a lot of resources, family, finances. They're very well off. But they just did not like what was happening in their life. My mother-in-law had dementia, and my father-in-law had prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. And the idea of either one of them dying first and leaving the other was something they did not want to do. So Mm -hmm. they shot themselves. Well, that's really hard Mm -hmm. as far as with life, your family, um, trying to be supportive of my husband and his sister, the kids. Mm -hmm. And so we went through a big depression. We all did. We all gained weight. It was just, just getting out of bed was too hard. But, you know, we got over it, and then Beth said, I'm going to have this Balance by Beth, and we're going to exercise 15 minutes a day. And it's like, oh, now I have to commit. Now, I had done exercise, but now I have got my little app, and I've got to log in. So I said, all right, I'm going to do this. So I did it, and then added a few other things, and made that conscious effort to get off all my antidepressants. Mm Um, and to really be conscious of my exercise. So this program has helped me get off all my meds. Mm. And while there's still that sting and hurt of my in-laws leaving, it's a lot better. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice to be able to to get up and do things with a lighter heart. Mm -hmm. And so this exercise and having the camaraderie of having people like, okay, we'll do this together, We'll complain a little bit together has really been a great bridge for me. And so for me, it's really helped me send me back to where I was way before all this. Mm. So it's really renewed me and it's given me a new strength that I probably didn't have a few years ago. You see mm-hmm. things differently now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very sorry. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for sharing that. That's really hard from a lot of different angles. It was hard. Yeah. Um, but it's been so much better to get back on mm-hmm. the exercise wagon mm-hmm. with joy. Mm-hmm. And that's the big difference now, mm-hmm. is especially with this group. There's a lot of joy. See the posts, talk to other people, or just grab somebody and say, hey, come on and exercise, mm-hmm. do these with me. Um, and so it's very freeing that way, and it just gives a lot back. Mm-hmm. So I've been really, really grateful for that. Good. Yeah, that social component, I feel like... For a lot of us, I do feel alone in my struggle with exercise because it's not easy for me either. And just knowing that I have people around me that are doing exercise with me, it just it makes all the difference. So and finding the humor in it, mm-hmm. it's like I re, you know pick an exercise, mm-hmm. and uh, you know whether you give it a, a silly name or just yelling out. You know, every muscle is killing me right now. It's like, yeah, me too. I'm not alone. Yes. So nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think, I mean, just practicing with you for maybe 15 years. Mm -hmm. I'm a baby. (laughs) But just what I've learned from you and your example and how you work with patients and your kindness and compassion with people and how much you care really genuinely care for us as your uh, co-workers but equally as much with your patients and just appreciate how much love your cookies too she she makes amazing you make amazing cookies but um anyways but thank thank you. you yes uh but thank you for coming on this podcast and sharing your life and how you are aging well thank you thanks for having me Balanced by Beth is a podcast to inspire women to live strong. The information in this podcast is for entertainment purposes only and should not be used as personal medical advice. 